0: Not ready for a relationship. Well, if you're going through a breakup, one of the things that you're probably hearing or trying to assess is whether or not your ex or the person you've been dating is ready for a relationship. And sometimes they'll tell you they're not, they can't do it, and it can be very, very difficult to hear and to accept. You've been in a relationship with them for a while, So you're wondering, well, how come all of a sudden now you can't do this? Well, it's really complicated. And there is a lot to a relationship. Okay, so obviously, I always talk about attachment and how our early attachments that we formed with our caregivers has a direct correlation with our romantic relationships. So... If you have somebody, or maybe yourself, that didn't bond and really connect and fall in love with your parents when you're little in those first couple years of life, it's going to be very difficult to do that with anybody else. you got to take a look at the big picture and realize, in that early life, was their mother primarily, dad too, of course, but mom is really, honestly, more important, um... Was mom really affectionate? Was she present with the baby when they were a baby? Did she give a lot of love or attention and constantly change them and and play with them and hold them? That is when the baby learns to attach, and that's how we learn to attach to others in this world. And when that doesn't happen, we struggle to have healthy attachments for the rest of our life. So, maybe we had parents that worked all the time, or they were alcoholics, or drug addicts, or they had a depression. It doesn't matter what the reason is. If you don't learn to have a healthy, give-and-take, loving relationship with your parents, it's going to be very difficult to do it with anybody else in a long-term relationship. As an adult, it can be very difficult to maintain a relationship. Because you have two people that each have their own set of needs, beliefs, thoughts, and feelings. And then you have the relationship which needs um, to be taken care of, like a, almost like a living entity, right? It constantly needs to be nurtured and taken care of. And if it's not, it's not going to survive, right? So... It can be really difficult to look at your partner who maybe has been with you for six months, eight months, a year, even, you know, two years, whatever. It doesn't matter how long it's been and see that they are struggling to maintain that relationship. Because, I mean, one of the things you want to look at is how do they do with their family? How, what is their relationship like with their parents? Now, granted, it can be very different than what it was when they were small children, but sometimes you'll see someone say, well, they hate their dad. They hate their mom. They're so angry at their mom or their dad. They hang up on them. They're rude to them. Um, they don't want to spend any time with them. If that's the case, then you're looking at somebody that probably has some real attachment issues. And as an adult... Let's face it, you make sacrifices to be in a relationship. Of course, the the goal is that, you know, it's, it's worth it, you know. It's supposed to double your joy and divide your grief. But oftentimes, when we have a lot of issues in our past, it divides the joy and doubles the grief. And we have all these unmet needs that we place on them and we have these unconscious roles that we put people into and we just might not be able to handle the same level of closeness as the other partner and so it can be a really tricky situation to make a long-term relationship work and oftentimes what we do is we start to become negative with our partner and it's really a way to manipulate them. Uh, I did a coaching with a guy today where he was very frustrated that his partner was not getting a better job. And so it was driving him crazy because he felt all the responsibility was on him to to do nice things and to pay for everything. And he was very frustrated with the his partner saying, you won't get a job. I need you to get a better job. I need you to try, do this. You you are more than capable to do this. That way we can have a better lifestyle. Well, that was a big part of the problem. Um, but what happened is, is that when he was in that situation, getting frustrated, disappointed, hurt, he felt like his partner wasn't doing what they could to better the relationship and he didn't feel cared about. So... What did he do? He wound up breaking up with his partner because he was so frustrated with the situation. He didn't want the relationship to end, but he wasn't getting what he wanted, so it was a manipulation, right? Trying to manipulate the other person. I'm going to end this relationship, not because I don't love you, but because you won't do what I want. And we tend to unconsciously do these things all the time with our partner. We don't realize it. There's so much that goes on in our unconscious that we are unaware of. And so, you know, if you start to become negative with your partner, it's you're trying to negate them. You're trying to dominate them. You are trying to take over them, and you don't care that it's like you're imposing on them, and you're trying to be bigger and make them smaller. Well, when you do that, they don't feel safe. As a matter of fact, it feels like physical pain. It feels like they're dying because you are trying to negate their very existence. That is why it is very, very important to make your partner feel safe in a relationship. And I'm not just talking about physical safety, where, of, of course, that's very important, but I'm talking about emotionally safe, where they can say to you, Hey, this is bothering me. Or they can do the things they want to do. They can go out with their friends and you trust them. When you have that jealousy or that anger, you are going to be controlling and manipulative. You may start blowing up their phone. Where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing? And then your effort of trying to pull them close to you winds up pushing them away. So there is tremendous amount of uh, skill... An ability to attach and to uh, feel safe with your partner and to be accepting of your partner and to love your partner. It takes a lot to make a long-term relationship work. And as many of you guys are finding out, you weren't doing those things in your relationship. Now you're beating yourself up and you're saying to yourself, I wish I had found your channel sooner. I wish I had talked with you sooner. Well, that's why I'm here. To try and help you correct these things, look at your situation, help you out, and give you feedback that's going to help you grow and make long-lasting changes. And you might not have been ready for the relationship. And you may be saying to yourself, I want that relationship, I need that. But you might not have been ready. What is your relationship like with your friends? How well do you get along with other people? How well do you get along with your boss? How well do you get along with your parents? How well did you get along with your other partners? Did they break up with you? Did they get tired of the certain thing that you were doing constantly and you ignored them as well? Like, if you talked to three of your exes, would they tell you the same thing that your ex is telling you now? Would they have the same complaints? Or would it be different things? Something to think about. But I've got a good email today from a woman in her early 30s. And she was dating a guy that was roughly the same age, on and off, for two years. Okay. Now the breakup was n- about nine months ago. Uh, and this is what she said. I met Brandon when I was dating an extremely emotionally abusive ex. I didn't like Brandon when I met him. He ended up being really sweet. Would always talk to me at parties while my ex ignored me. Would always have wine put out aside for me at his house would always take care of me while out. This friendship went on for about a year and a half before I broke up with my ex. It wasn't sexual or romantic, although I did start to develop strong feelings for him. So you can see that this guy, Brandon, was treating her very well. The ex was treating her awful, so she started to develop feelings for him. And that seems, you know... Like, she was getting neglected for a long time, so of course, someone's treating her good, and even though, you know, she didn't cheat, she was probably thinking, why am I settling for this when this guy's treating me so much better? As far as his parents go, he always said how much he loved his mom and respected his dad. His dad was extremely high-ranked in the military. I think his parents were somewhat negligent and were extremely strict with him, both Brandon and his brother appeared to have avoidant attachment styles. Okay, so maybe mom and dad weren't very loving and affectionate with him, so that would definitely uh, have a huge impact on his ability to connect and receive love and trust others. He claimed I had communication issues. However, when issues came up, he wouldn't answer my phone calls or respond to my texts or emails giving no opportunity to contact him. So maybe he was doing a little projecting there, right? If you think about it, he's saying, you don't know how to communicate. But then, problem comes up, and he's not the one that's able to communicate. So it sounds like he might have been getting mad at her for his behavior. I was extremely hurt by the breakups tried to send a few messages and emails to figure out what was going on that upset him. He never responded, so I would go no contact for several months until he contacted me again, begging for me to take him back. So as you can see, there's been more than one breakup and he doesn't communicate like an adult. He vanished on her for months and then all of a sudden, he begs to please take me back. I mean, that's this is not a good sign of somebody that could do a relationship. His main thing is that we have to communicate more, and he had to set aside time for us. He is an extreme workaholic. All right, so this is where she gets into a bit of a narrative, okay? She says, Hi Craig, first of all, I want to thank you for all the wonderful videos you put out every week. I try to listen to at least one each day. That's it, one a day? Could do better than that. It was really encouraged or it has really encouraged me to be the best version of myself and helps ease my anxiety when I have man troubles. I have been dating Brandon on and off for two years. The first time we dated, it was for six months. He was an unappreciative boyfriend. He never took me out, was rarely engaged when we spoke and frequently blew me off. Wow, sounds wonderful. I can see why you liked him a lot. I went above and beyond, and was always cooking for him and planning dates for us. I took him to Vegas, paying the bulk of the expense. So you can see that she is very invested in him. At least this was the first time they started dating. Doing everything to try and please him, take care of him, And he's disengaged, neglecting her, and, you know, just kind of going for the ride. She's invested, he's not. The entire trip, we did everything he wanted, but did very few of my activities. Despite that, we had a lot of fun together. He then traveled for a couple of months. He came home right before Valentine's Day. So I asked him if we could celebrate it since we hadn't seen each other in months. He declined and insulted me heavily. Okay, so this is a problem. You haven't seen this guy in months. I think it's more than reasonable to say, can we spend Valentine's together? And not only does he decline, but he insults you? Not a good sign. At that point, I snapped and told him to F off. He threw several insults at me, at which point we were done. And I could see why you were done with that, because he's gone for a while, you make a simple request to do something for Valentine's Day, and instead you get declined and insulted. Five months later, he contacted me. And by the way, see that right there? Five months later, he contacted me. Just wanted to point that out for all you guys that never think your ex is going to come back. And you say, oh, it's been three months, it's been four months. Here we go, five months later. He told me he loved me. He messed up severely and begged for forgiveness. I agreed to meet him for coffee. Sparks flew and we reunited. This time he was a better boyfriend. He was far more attentive to me, made sure to set aside a date night each week, although I planned it, and he always said he loved me. We went to New Orleans and it was the best trip either of us had. He discussed timelines with me when we would get engaged, get married, and have kids. Then, as suddenly as it started, he withdrew completely. What do you think is going on there? I'll tell you in a minute. He started trying to pick fights. My best friend from high school was visiting me for the weekend and he expected me to ditch her on our girls night to go to his house. I told him I couldn't do that and he would have to wait an hour or so. I could make sure she was settled. He then completely ghosted me." Wow. So, all of a sudden, he's saying, I want to have kids with you. I want to have a family with you. I want to do all of this amazing stuff with you. And then he withdraws and starts fighting her. Well, what I think happened with this guy is he probably fantasized about doing all of those things with her. Then when it came out of his mouth and he started to think about it, he th- thought to himself, I, I don't want that. Or and This guy's not very conscious of his internal thoughts, at least that's the vibe that I get. So he probably was just feeling scared and just vanished, right? He ghosted her. Four months after the ghosting, I ran into him and completely told him off. Good for you. I don't blame you. He begged for forgiveness. I missed him and decided to give him a chance. This time around, he was extremely attentive, took me on dates, spent most nights at my house, He even introduced me to his friends and co-workers as the love of his life and his future wife. Oh boy, here we go again. Everything was amazing. Then, as suddenly as it started, it ended. Out of the blue, he ghosted me again. No fight, no warning, nothing. (sighs) I would have been so mad I just... I, I would never want to talk to this guy again. I mean, how how could he continue... This is not the first... This like the third time he's done this. It has been nine months, and he has started desperately contacting me. He hasn't done any work on himself. He hasn't been to a counselor for his PTSD. I'm suspicious... He might have a prescription drug addiction. Okay, so we've got major issues here. Two major issues here. PTSD and prescription drug addiction. And my guess is that your hunch is probably right. Um, so, he hasn't worked on himself. He's showing no ability to act like an adult. And what makes you think he's going to do anything differently if you give him another chance. He's going to wind up doing that same thing to you again. I have been going to counseling, bought a house, got a puppy, and went on international trips. Good for you. I love him, but I haven't done all of this self-work to revert back to somebody who will just ghost me. I tried really hard to be a great girlfriend to him, and ultimately he would self-sabotage the relationship when it reached a new level. And there is no indication at this point that he's going to change, none whatsoever. Um, If anything, now that you are suspecting that he's got some kind of addiction, it should be a major red flag that chances are it'll be worse. I told him if he ever had any chance of getting back together with me, he had to see a counselor every week. We would need to go to couples counseling every other week. We would need to plan weekly date nights and no sex until I felt I could trust him again. The problem is, I don't know if this pattern can be broken. I've given him a few days to think about it, but I don't know if this is going to be enough to fix our relationship issues. Do you think this relationship is salvageable? Are there any other things I should be requesting from him instead? The love is there, and I know he's never cheated on me. I just don't know what to do. Okay, well, uh, you've got some major, major obstacles here. He probably has a prescription drug addiction, and he definitely has a trauma. So, he is not looking like he is emotionally healthy or ready for a relationship anytime soon. He's got to deal with the um, trauma and the drug addiction, Maybe simultaneously, but those are major, major issues. I don't know what he saw, uh, if he saw a lot of, uh, you know, combat or, you know, people dying or what maybe he saw, Um, but the bottom line is you can't invest in him. This is not a safe investment. This is uh, a very, very risky investment with your heart. And I would not recommend dating this guy. I absolutely would not. No no way. Uh, he needs to show he's going to be committed to therapy. He's going to be committed to his rehab. And I just don't hear that from him. I mean, if you were saying he is in therapy, he is going to therapy every week, he's dealing with his addiction, he's going to AA, he's doing that every... Even then, it's a long shot. Because you're at an age where you're probably going to want to start a family soon. And what are the chances that he is healthy enough to do stability? That if you get pregnant, he can be a good dad, and he can handle that long-term, day in, day out, committed to you, committing to your family. I don't think this is a good uh, risk to take, personally. Um, I hate to say it, but he has to be a fully functional, healthy adult. And he's not showing that, and he's not really showing any real desire. If he was, he would have done it during that nine-month break, but he hasn't. He bumps or he comes back, he's begging for you. I, honestly, I think he's just using you like an object, right? I'm anxious, I'm scared, I'm alone, I'm addicted, I've got trauma, he's, and he's using you as a crutch. And I suspect he probably cares about you, but you know when somebody's got an addiction like this, it's a real problem, and he's got to get that taken care of before anything, before he even consider or even think about a relationship. He's got to deal with this. It's a real big problem. Um, he'll be lying. He'll be sneaking out. Uh, he'll be hiding. He'll be um, putting the you know the addiction first. He will say and do whatever he has to to get that addiction taken care of. You will be way down on the level of importance um, when he's going through something like this. And he's got trauma. I don't know what kind of trauma it is, but I'm sure it was severe. Um, Just that. And then you look at how many times he's already done this to you. No explanation. No fight. I mean, he just vanishes for months at a time, and then he thinks he can come back into your life like nothing and just convince you to take you back. I'm sorry. I would not recommend you giving this guy a chance anytime soon. Even with the therapy, even with the couples counseling, he, he's still got a long way to go before he gets there, and you really don't want to put your life on hold. And Because the other thing is, even if he does this, even if he's in therapy for six months and does get rid of the addiction, who's to say that two years later he's not going to go back to it? Because he's got a a big history here and pattern of vanishing on you and disappearing on you. So, um, you're taking a risk. I personally um, wouldn't recommend it, honestly. And it's, it's sad because, you know, I'm sure you really care about this guy and love him, but you got to put yourself first here. Um, if, if you do want to give him another chance, then I would absolutely make him do like six months minimum of counseling and Alcoholics Anonymous. I would seriously get into An- uh, Al-Anon for yourself because you don't know what is going to come with this behavior. You need to prepare yourself uh, to look for the little things or how to handle things that you wouldn't even know what to look for or to, to do. You know what I mean? So, I would say, make him work for a, quite a while on himself before you get into any kind of commitment with this guy. He's got to do it on his own. And, like I said, my gut is kind of telling he, me, me that he might be kind of using as a crutch a bit. So, you got to always think about who this person is as a whole, What is going on in their life? What are they able to do with their friends, with their family? Are they able to do these kind of relationships? Because a commitment requires sacrifice. It requires putting your other partner first sometimes. It requires giving up other people that you might want to date or be romantically involved with. So, it requires a lot of selflessness as well. And you know, when people are addicted, they tend to be extremely selfish. So you got a lot to think about and um, tough situation, very sad. But if you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching. I do Skype coaching. I have emergency Skype coaching. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and I will talk with you soon.